Hey guys, it's Leah from Not Your Mama's MLM Podcast and welcome back. Uh, as you guys know, I am podcasting from my car again because I am on a two-hour drive and I have nothing to do better than talk to my favorite people on the face of the planet, the MLM Unicorn Tribe. So welcome back, guys. Uh, as promised, because I kind of mentioned this in the last one, I'm going to tell you, give you guys a little bit of an update on what's going on right now, because as you know, this podcast is all about the journey of becoming an online MLMer or an online network marketer with actual success, guys, because we have a lot of people who are using the internet the wrong way, just absolutely positively the wrong way. So I'm actually sharing with you step-by-step the things that I am doing, the things that I am having successes with, the things that I'm having failures with, and and actually being truly honest. In fact, there's probably an episode I should go back to um, and bring that back forward when I was trying to launch one of the last uh, funnels that I was actually working on, one of the last sales campaigns that I was working on and I just literally epically failed on it. You know, honestly, it's when we epically fail that we actually learn things, right? We don't really learn things when we have successes. They, they say the best, the best teacher is experience. And so going through the processes and having the failures actually sets you up to be able to figure it out the next time and to do things better. And what would you have changed if you approach it that way? Now, I know a lot of people don't, but I want to tell you guys about what's going on right now. As I told you, I am working on launching a beta program right now. It's going to be a six-week course that is going to go through how to transition your business essentially from being a commodity and being the same thing, how to transition your MLM from being the same thing that everybody else has into something that is unique and special and be able to automate the sales and recruiting processes online so that you can free up more of your time, spend more of your time doing the things that you want to do instead of being glued to your phone or your computer trying to find people to prospect because 90% of my day in the past was prospecting, trying to find people to talk to about my business. But what if you could bypass that entire process and send and, and actually create a process where people are actively seeking you out and looking for you and actually are paying to become a prospect at the same time. So that is what I'm working on. I actually just finished off and it's officially put into publication. I actually got my first draft of it, um, had to make a couple little tweaks and then sent it back and actually had my first purchase just the other day um, of the Dirty Truth book that I created. It's actually a hard, it's not a hard cover. It is, it's a soft cover book. It's a very short book, very easy read because instead of trying to write it like a writer, which has always been the issue that I have with writing in general, I've always struggled to be a writer. Um, I wrote it really in my voice. So I spoke and that is the way it was created. I think that's something I'm going to do more and more frequently. And it's my voice. It's not, it's not stuffy. It's not updated to the point where, you know, it's an essay I could turn in. In fact, there's a lot of grammatical errors in there. There's a lot of incomplete sentences in the book and it's okay because it's how we communicate. We don't always think in complete sentences, but when we write, we've always been taught that we have to think and write in complete sentences. And I just threw that out. I threw the baby out with the bathwater and I was able to create and bring to light this little value piece that is a free, um, free 
book to anybody who wants to purchase it, or I'm sorry, free book to anybody who wants to go and grab the offer. I just ask that you kind of help me cover the, the shipping and the handling aspect of it. But you can grab that book and be able to have it and, and learn some of the secrets that I learned when I started really digging into the truths behind what the top earners in MLM are actually doing, what they're not actually doing. So this, the truths book is really more about what they're not doing than it is about what they are doing. There's some hints about what they are doing, but the course really is going to be about what they are doing to actually be successful and show you how to implement that for yourself, including becoming an attractive character, becoming the person that people want and gravitate to so that people are actually begging to be a part of your team, creating offers around your business and your products so that you become uh, something unique in the marketplace. You create value that isn't being created by anybody else because you're not the same as everybody else. You know, you're not competing with your upline. You're not competing with your downline because your products are just slightly different because of the offer that you've created around them. Uh, how to become a well, known for your message, how to get out there so people know what you stand for, know what you talk about, and to, again, draw, draw people to you. Um, there's also some extra bonuses in there that are coming. It'll be some Instagram stories for MLMers, uh, some little things like that that'll actually be very beneficial to those specifically who are looking to take their businesses online, who are just sick and tired and sick and tired and sick and tired of being sick and tired and sick and tired. <laughs> if you get what I'm talking about, because guys, I've been there. I've done it a long, long time as well, and I have definitely struggled to find results that we're finding now because we've shifted our business model away from being a commodity and into becoming an offer, something unique and bringing value to the industry in a way that is just so much more fun. Let me tell you, it is way more fun to be creating offers every day than it is to be hounding somebody about your product or your business, your opportunities, right? It's so much more fun to think about all the other ways that you can support and help people and to create products and services and tools and resources around those things to round out what is already broken out of the box, which is our MLM, right? So I was working on the webinar, which is actually coming up here soon. I'm, I'm working on the details of the webinar right now. I'm, I'm laying out all the stories and, and the points and the value points that I wanted to offer you guys before I offer you the, uh, the actual, uh, or I should say not offer you, but before I offer the actual program that's coming out. Uh, and I, I was thinking about some of the stories and I thought maybe I would share one of these with you guys, see what you guys think about it. And um, it's basically how this A student is living in a C student world. And I'm stealing this, you know, I'm a material girl, right? I'm stealing this from our lady Madonna. And uh, I love her so much. I actually hated her at that period of her life. Like I didn't really like her in the 80s. I kind of thought she was really super lame and tacky and I just, I don't know, I thought better of myself, and so even though she is a fellow Michigander, I just, I never really liked her, and I was always like, ew, what is she wearing, why is she doing that, why does she have to be so controversial, why is she, you know, and I really started to love her when she got into her um, secrets mode, when she was doing it after she did Dick Tracy, where she got this air of elegance about her, and that's when, you know, 
Miss Madonna became somebody I, I really began to idolize and follow. But I am an A student living in a C student world. And, you know, the, the, I was in third grade and I can remember our teacher giving us an assignment to write a, a paper. I don't remember exactly how long the paper had to be. Um, I don't really know the details of the paper, except for the fact that the, uh, the paper had to be about animals. Okay, so I was, what, eight years old, third grade, same age as my son right now, which is kind of crazy to think. My son turns eight on the 18th this month, and it's really kind of scary, let me tell you. I'm like, I can't believe it. I have a, I, well, actually, my son's a fourth grader because I homeschool, and we, he actually is elevated in some areas, and he's right on par with other areas, so we call him a fourth grader instead of a third grader, but essentially, at this age, and honestly, I cannot imagine him being this kid, so... Anyways, um, I, I was in public school because I, I was a public and a private school kid. Um, I went back and forth most of my life. But at this point in time, I was in public school. And uh, I was asked to, our class was asked to write a paper on an animal. Awesome. So, you know, there's going to be lots of kids who are picking elephants and tigers and maybe dinosaurs. I don't remember what everyone selected. But, they're you know, they're picking all of theirs and they're gonna go ahead and do it. Now, this was before the internet. Sorry guys, I'm dating myself again here. This is before the internet, so you could just run to the internet, grab some, you know, type in a couple keywords and be able to pull everything out. No, you actually had to go to the library. This was before the library had computers to index all of this stuff. And you had to use those library cards, the index cards in the card catalog. So you had to have skills that these kids nowadays do not have. <laughs> you had to be able to look things up in the card catalog and you had to know different ways of looking them up because you could look it up by subject, you could look it up by title if you actually had a title. So anyways, I, you know, the library was my best friend growing up. I loved to read. I spent many, 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 many hours specifically in the summer, doing summer reading programs in the basement of my city's library. Because the kids, you know, kids' room's always in the basement so that you can be a little bit more loud. But I spent hours down there reading books or looking for books or having fun with books. I know some people think I'm a geek. I am a little bit of a geek. It's okay. Um, but I, you know, and this is before this time. So this was a requirement. You actually had to go to the library. And we actually did this as a class. We had the, the school library so we were able to access the school library and get some information to start our things. We were able to check out books and then be able to do our research and then write our papers. Well I of course had to go to my library, my local library, and I got some information there too. But I was actually really fortunate because I lived in a college university town as well and had a big university library near me. So me, I had to, my mom was awesome about this, I begged my mom to take me over to the big library because I wanted to get even more information about my animal. And I'll tell you guys what my animal is in a second, don't worry. Um, so I wanted more information. So I, my mom took me over there and I probably spent the majority of a Saturday looking at books and, and <laughs> figuring out which ones had it, sniffing them, I don't know. I think in a, in a former life, I was probably a librarian. <laughs> Because, you know, I get kicked out walking down the aisles, searching and looking for card catalog numbers and, and Dewey Decimal Systems and all that kind of stuff. I know in this lifetime I could not do that. It would just been boring out of my mind. I cannot imagine. But 
in a former life, I must have been a librarian of some nature or a book or a record keeper or something, you know, amazing like that, that had to do with the, the written novel, something, you know, really get tangible you can get your hands on. So uh, I did that, got my paper, put my paper together, you know, pulled out the pieces from each of the books that I had, cross-referenced information as a third grader, guys, mind you, as a third grader, okay? So as an eight-year-old, cross-referenced information, found what I needed, wrote my paper, gave it to my mom, which was always going to be something I did to have her proofread it because, again, like I told you guys, I was not an elegant writer. I was a horrible writer. My biggest problem with writing is that I would speak things in my head that would fill in the holes that were in my writing. So sentences didn't make sense because no one else was reading from my perspective. And this is something that plagued me my entire life, like literally my entire life. Even in college, I still wrote this way where I would, I would totally miss entire chunks of thought that I had to actually finish the paper. In fact, that's um, one of the reasons why, and maybe I'll tell you guys this story later another time, but one of my college professors on a final exam allowed me to do it orally, who was an English teacher, as opposed to having to do it um, on a written format. There's a whole big story behind that, but maybe I'll tell you guys that one another time. Um, so anyways, I finished my paper, I turned my paper in with everybody else on time, and of course, I got an A. You know, like how could I not? But, you know, I chose, like I said, there were people who chose tigers and dogs and, or sorry, tigers and elephants and lions and maybe dinosaurs. And I chose dogs, right? A, a dog, but not just one dog uh, and not just any dog. I chose miniature dogs. So I, cause I had a miniature poodle um, and I chose miniature dogs cause I thought I love miniature, like pocket poodles. Oh my God, how cute are they? Uh, so miniature dogs, but not just one miniature dog. I had 30 miniature dogs that I did a report on as a third grader, as an eight, an eight, eight year old for this report, 30. So you might think, you know, the average one is probably one to two pages, you know, is maybe a front and a back page of, of something. I have 30 pages of dog material on miniature animals. Now, part of that is because I couldn't decide which one I wanted to do, but part of it is because I was an overachiever. I was an A student. I wanted to get that A plus. I was driven to get that A plus. And so I over delivered. I over delivered what I had to do wherever I was. And this is something that actually, and I'm gonna say it this way, it plagued me through my entire life. And it isn't until recently that I really realized how being an A student in a C student world has been one of my downfalls. You see, there was a guy in my class named Ben. He had red hair, we called him Carrot Top. And this was before Carrot Top's time too. So his hair wasn't quite as red red as Carrot Top's. He wasn't the flying tomato either. <laughs> but he had this red sandy, you know, the, the strawberry blonde hair. And I can remember him very well. And he turned in his paper, same time as I did, and he got an A. He did one animal, he did one paper, he turned it in on time. He completed the project, so he got an A. I did 30 animals, and I got an A. I didn't get anything more than he did, and all he did was one paper. One animal, how is that fair? It's not fair. And the same thing has happened to me in my business, in my MLM, is that I see it 
now more clearly than I have ever seen it before. And it wasn't until I really started digging in to uh, start explaining to you guys what makes the difference between someone who's successful in MLM and someone who's not. Just turning in the paper is enough. <laughs> being the overachiever isn't necessarily a necessity. And actually be, by being the overachiever, by going the extra mile, by learning the lingo, by le learning the jargon, by learning the, uh, you know, the ins and outs of how my business works, by learning and mastering the comp plan, by uh, being able to be the best speaker, by, by mastering that, you know, the flip charts, and by mastering the messages that the, the company gives me, I was actually doing a disservice to my team because my team was C players. They wanted to just complete the job. They just wanted to make their businesses work. They just wanted to join MLM and start making money. They didn't want to go above and beyond and learn all the stuff in addition to just making money. But I was doing and I had done my team such a disservice. It's so many of us, and I'm sure many of you who are on here are probably overachievers as well and can relate to this, that you are actually doing your team a disservice because you look unattainable. You have become the A student in the C student world who has just epitomized what all the goodness could be, but it's so unattainable for so anybody else who doesn't have that same drive and that same ambition and that same level of knowledge and that same level of skill and that same level of desire that you do, that you're already setting them up for failure. Even if you are so persuasive to be able to convince them that they can do it themselves, when they get deep down and dig deep and, and once things start to get a little bit hard, they're going to give up because they don't have the A student mentality and you can't give A student mentality to anyone. They have to have that internal drive. Yeah? <laughs> it's a little scary and, and it's it's really hard for me to to think about myself because I've actually had people tell me that as well in the past that I can be a little bit intimidating and it, and it isn't because I'm mean, it's because I just tend to put on an air of knowledge. I have to know things. This is part of my personality. But the thing is, is that's not what's going to make me successful. Those aren't the skill sets. Mastering the, the techno babble, as we've talked about before, very early on in this this podcast, is actually one of the things that hinders our performance, that hinders our ability to move forward in our businesses. So techno babble is an A student's best friend, but it is a C student's worst nightmare, and you don't want that for yourself or your team. So. The best thing that we can do is create systems that replace the technobabble, create systems that replace the, and fill in the holes, replace the holes that we've, we've created, the gaps that are created between the A student and the C student so that we can create an average student, a B student, who can actually perform because they have the A student's systems in place, 
but they understand the C, this, but they're coming from the C student world. So we can up level them by giving them A student systems. And that is one of the things that we're talking about. That's where sales funnels come in. That's where online marketing comes in. That's where offer creation comes in. It becomes the systems. That's become where you know downline management comes in, membership groups come in. Is that it becomes the A student systems that we're able to give to a C student and be able to up-level them and give them a more, give them the upper hand in the playing field to give them that B student mentality, to give them that B student, you know, ability to, to thrive and to succeed. So I am so excited about this upcoming webinar. Um, I'm working really hard on it. Uh, unfortunately, for the next couple days, I've been a little bit busy and I'm not able to get back to it. But we're getting close, guys. We're getting really, really close. I am uh, just about to put up the webinar registration page. I have a feeling it's Thursday already this week. I'm hoping to get that re webinar registration page up tomorrow, which is basically when this podcast is going to go up on Friday. Um, but I probably will not launch that until Monday. So look, be on the lookout for the webinar registration on Monday this coming week. And hopefully having the webinar next Thursday or Friday. I'm super geeked out about that, guys. So I can start sharing even more of this information with you. It's not to recruit you guys. That is not what I'm doing this for. This is not what this podcast is all about. It's not the reason why I am actually speaking in general. My team is building itself. You know, we're putting all the same systems in place that I'm teaching you and am in the trenches doing with you every single day, not to recruit you, but to show you how you can do it as well. You know, if you're happy with your team, absolutely. I'm so excited for you. If you're happy with your company, I am ecstatic. Do not leave the company. This is probably, this is one of the other biggest issues that we have in the MLM world is that people are constantly changing their uh, their companies. They're constantly, you know, evolving. It's a revolving door business, the MLM world. And we're constantly just hopping ship and going to another one. But that's not what we need to be doing. We need to be changing the strategies and the tactics and the skill sets that we are bringing to the MLM world, to whatever company that we are in. And that is what we're doing in this podcast. But if you're not happy where you are, hey, I'd love you to come check out what we're doing that's awesome too. But if you love what you're doing, stay with it. Absolutely. 100%. Start taking these tactics to start taking these strategies that are only being taught by a handful of top earners right now, a handful of MLMers right now who are actually teaching this stuff to their downlines because it's one, it's not necessarily the fault of the upline to begin with. Not everybody knows about this stuff. Not everybody wants to know about this stuff. But as you obviously learned <laughs> from my little story here today, I am a researcher. I am, you know, a learner. I'm somebody who wants to know things. I'm somebody who wants to get better constantly. I'm always trying to up-level myself and in turn trying to up-level those that are around me. And that's what I'm trying. That's, that's my mission with the Not Your Mama's MLM podcast is to really up-level the industry and to really create more movement for all of us. So guys, because this is still going up before August 4th, there is the One Funnel Away Challenge that we have coming up for August 5th. It's a four-week program, guys. You want to get in on it, I'm telling you. It is literally the best 
program that I have ever taken in terms of marketing and strategies and actual implementation where we handhold you day to day and get you through 30 days to build your first funnel or even a next your next funnel, which basically means taking your MLM business and putting it online, starting that automation process. And you know, because I watch so many people in the official challenge group with 5,000 people struggle to actually implement and create that one-to-one -one connection between what was being taught and how do I actually do this in my MLM. It's completely possible. It doesn't matter what industry you're in, but sometimes we struggle to actually make those connections. I know I did for a very, very long time. Um, and, you know, being a seasoned funnel maker now and a seasoned sales funnel and seasoned online marketer and a seasoned MLMer, I, I finally, finally cracked the code and I finally get it. And this challenge is one of those things that really helped me to do that. But I see, I saw so many still struggling with that. And so that's one of the reasons why I created a support group specifically for those in the MLM space, those that need that one-to-one -one connection. So you're going to get amazing training from three incredible coaches. And then the last bit of that is going to be that one-on-one -on -one connection you have with me and the rest of the MLMers in the One Funnel Away Challenge, where you can actually come into the group and you can ask questions and you can and, uh, get responses and you can get ideas that are related to our industry, not necessarily just to the masses. Yes, it's really great to be able to cross-reference and to, to actually borrow and mirror from other uh, industries, which is actually one of the things that we're going to talk about. It's one of the things that they talk about pretty heavily. But how do you actually implement that in the MLM world? That is what this group is about. Guys, you're going to get a whole bunch of other bonuses on top of that. Go to leahmore.com forward slash MLM dash OFA dash challenge so that you can be a part of that. It's going to redirect you after you fill out a little bit of information so that I know where to send your current, the bonuses from me. Um, it's going to send you over to the official one challenge away uh, registration page so you can register. I highly suggest getting the peripherals, getting the actual physical products because seriously guys, the value is way beyond what you're going to get your hands on. Uh, seriously, it's priceless, honestly. <laughs> I can't say it. I can't believe I'm actually toting it this much, but it's really, truly priceless. So go ahead and get your hands on that. And I cannot wait to talk to you soon. Uh, guys, don't forget to subscribe and to review whatever the review is. It's okay. I just need you to help uh, iTunes realize that this is a podcast that everybody needs to get your hand on. So if you're getting value out of what you're hearing, please share this with your uplines, your downlines, your sidelines, your crosslines, your friends and other companies. Share this out with them. Also, you know, do me a favor and just leave me a, a comment. Leave me your review. Tell me what you're struggling with the most in your MLM and what are the things that you're really hoping to get out of taking your business online or taking your business to the next level or really creating offers out around your business. I want to know what your questions are. So shoot them to me. There's a couple different ways you can do that. If you're on Anchor, um, which is where I record all of this in case you're looking for a place to be able to record your own podcast. Um, if you go on Anchor, there is actually a button that you can send me a voice message and I can actually use that as part of one of these episodes. So that's one option for you. Or you can just in your you know review, I go through them on a daily basis, look for those and, and actually message you guys back. 
but I can also use some of those questions here on the podcast too, guys. So it is awesome as always talking to you. I will talk to you soon. Bye.